Darnold D, how did the game affect you? I honestly went into these games, win at all costs. That's yeah, got to be one of the best old Fulham games that we've probably seen for a while. Fredo Morelos, will he, he scored against Celtic? We went there last year with a game plan and got the job done and we're hoping players can go and produce a similar type of performance. You know, I think it'll be physical, just like any other derby. So very much looking forward to the game. Come 12 o'clock, it's whoever wants it the most. Whoever wants it the most. The Goal Radio Football Show. With Paul Cooney, Cy Ferry, Rob McLean and Ali Defoy. Have your seat. Call 0808 Let's go. Let's go. What a start to this special weekend here on the Go Radio Football Show. The big build up starts now. Cy Ferry. Oh, I'd like you to be here. I need to say, Darno, do it. I did it. And then I win it all caught. How did he do that? <laughs> sitting, sitting on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> He's kidding himself on, big Daz. Cy, how are you feeling about the big match tomorrow afternoon? Yeah, Peterhead v. Airdrie, Paul, can't <laughs> wait. We're obviously flying just now. No, uh, Celtic and Rangers, it's the one we've all been waiting for. It. Both teams in good form. Um, should be a cracking game, obviously. So much surrounding it as well, but I'm expecting a great a great spectacle. I think both teams are in a good place. Both got good, good play players on show so it should make for a cracking game we're going to hear from Neil Lennon and Stephen Gerrard both speaking to the media today and to the public former Rangers star Craig Moore joins us former Celtic star Charlie Mulgrew who is on the move today as well he's going to join us in the programme too and you Ali you can call in now 0808 17 17 700 give us a buzz or drop us a text 86 874-74 put go at the start of the socials at Go Football Show Rob it's a weekend like no other stay away though of course yeah. uh, don't go to the pubs the pubs are closed don't go down south but there's going to be no fans yeah we had Neil Doncaster on the show yesterday making that fairly clear to everyone it's been more than 10 months since the last Celtic Rangers meeting um, it's all building up to tomorrow lunchtime and we're just waiting for those lineups initially because so much intrigue about the two team selections just one point in it Rangers on 26 after 10 games Celtic on 25 after 9 Si it's been uh, this really is the season's well underway but it's hard to believe what's taken till now to get the first Old Firm game how are you feeling about it for tomorrow we'll hear from Neil Lennon about Covid fact will we hear from him first because that's one of the issues me, isn't it <laughs> let's hear from him because all the major issues who's fit for this weekend have Rangers any problems after they've had some players on international duty as well we all know about the Covid problems with Celtic and what's happening with Kieran Tierney down at Arsenal and will that affect Ryan Christie will he be available let's hear from Neil Lennon Standing, you know from stories in the media and you know phone calls that have been made that you know Kieran Tierney is eligible to play for Arsenal if that is the case then you know we have been pushing hard to you know get Ryan involved as well he's in the same situation as Kieran was he's had two tests with us all negative so from our point of view he is good to go and we'd be very confused you know, if Kieran is allowed to play and Ryan has refused to play, it's very, it would be very, very confusing. It is confusing. We don't know exactly what's going to happen, but the word is that Kieran Tierney could be playing yeah, for another, Arsenal. Another yeah. dose of uh, COVID that blows your mind. I've yeah. spoke to boys at Rugby Scotland um, through Paul Slane who spoke to Kieran Tierney yep. and he assured us that they were completely socially distanced when they were playing the PlayStation. There's no way that, that they could have got it faced Stuart Armstrong. Uh, again and the fact that Kieran Tierney could line up for Arsenal this weekend and Ryan Christie can't for Celtic it's just one in a long line of questions that absolutely blows your mind on this this whole coronavirus so I take it Rob Celtic are pursuing it too absolutely with the authorities. Yeah. yeah I mean I'm, we're now less than well under 24 hours to kick off I mean it's incredible but it's pure old firm isn't it you mm. you always get these things happening in the in the build up to the game and uh, Neil Lennon will be piling the pressure on to, to ensure that Ryan Christie's available and of course there's a big question mark about Odson 
Edouard uh, today as well. He's he's returned today. He's going to get checked over today. His fitness, his sharpness. Is he ready to go? Will he be on the bench? That's, I can't see either of them starting. You know, you, you think about a manager and a team now, and and it's fair Monday that they'll be preparing this game. I know people have been away on international duty, but people will be in place instead of them. And when the players get back, everything will be worked on. You know, from the first minute to ninetieth, I remember sitting with Brendan Rodgers, and they they would work on what would happen if we went down to 10 men you know every single base is covered and if people have missed that and they didn't know the instructions and they didn't know the phases of play I just kind of see them starting the game but the thing for Celtic is is Christian Edward for me are your two biggest players you know in these games especially I think both turn up um, so it's a big miss for Celtic and as I say if Kieran Tierney does play for Arsenal on, at the weekend then Neil Lennon's every right to be to be absolutely raging. Neil Lennon was asked, what's the word on Edward? Well, he'd, he'd be assessed today, so we're going through that procedure at the minute, so we'll know more later on this afternoon. He's been a bit tired and, um, you know, he's been isolated, but um, he's go through the test today and we'll, we'll see how he is this evening. But I mean, the adrenaline's going to count for a lot, isn't mm-hmm. it? I, I take your point that he's going to, it's far from ideal, his preparation, uh, he's not going to be anywhere near the sort of fitness or sharpness that you, you would want for this game, but, you know, the first hour, the first 70 yeah. minutes, adrenaline's going to get him through. He's real quality. And actually, what you don't want to do if you're Celtic is give Rangers a boost, and they will get a boost if his name's not on the team sheet. Yeah, I heard him saying he's been isolated. He's been isolated all season. Nobody's passing the ball. <laughs> but, um, I saw your face there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I agree with you 100%, Rob. And if it's me as a Celtic manager, I put him in. But I just think the way things are done now at football clubs, they're so reliant now on, on, on instruction and what's been worked on that week. And if you've not been involved, I don't think Edward will start. You know, I wouldn't surprise me if Celtic line up tomorrow with Clamal up front because he's been there all week and they've worked on things that he's been in the team with. Maybe El Yunusi off him. But they've also got a Yeti. He's fit as well, so yeah. so he could he could play. I would I would think would he not start ahead of Clamala? Again, because he's lacking match sharpness. Again, Rob, I would start him. But things that I hear that, that go on in football clubs now is that if you haven't been playing and you're, you're no match fit and you've not been able to, uh, to train every day, then you'll not play. So as I say, it will not surprise me if the team's coming tomorrow and that Edward Ejeti and Lee Griffiths isn't playing, which for me is a massive miss. If you ask any Rangers defender, the two for me that they wouldn't want to play against would be Griffiths and Edward. Um, and when the team sheets come in and if they aren't playing, it's a massive, massive lift for Rangers. Ali, you started the day on the media conference with Stephen Gerrard. Absolutely, yeah. It was great to catch up with him earlier. But ten past nine this morning, he was on form. And first of all, you asked him then about uh, injuries. And after the international break, what's the situation with the Rangers camp? He's not giving much away, is he? No, he's not at all. He's got <laughs> he's very tight this morning. <laughs> well, he's asked also about Celtic. In terms of the game tomorrow, it's going to be a tough game. Um, as you say, it was the first time we managed to get a win there in a very long time, which basically uh, lets everyone know how difficult the task is and has been uh, for many years going to Celtic Park. They're a good team, they're a strong team, successful team, but... We went there last year with a game plan uh, and we performed extremely well and the players went there with confidence, belief and got the job done and, you know, we're hoping uh, the players can go and produce a similar type of performance. Yeah, of course. I mean, he got his game plan spot on the last time, didn't he, Rob? I mean, I thought I think Rangers were the better team at Celtic Park that day. Yeah. Uh, set pieces was where, where, where they won the game. I think it's going to be the opposite this time. You know, I think Rangers will dominate the ball. I think Rangers will be worried about set pieces against them this time. You know, having watched them in the last couple of games, they've gave away a few chances. I think Ross County gave two chances away. If they sort of chances fall to Shane Duffy, he's putting them in the back of the net. You know, I I feel they expect Rangers to dominate the ball tomorrow. 
I think the players at Celtic have got missing. I think Celtic will go that bit more direct. I think they'll they'll sit behind the ball, let Rangers have the ball, try and try and catch them on the counter attack and look to score for a set piece. Um, so Steven Gerrard you know it's pretty much the same as he's had all season Rangers will have the same game plan where they'll try and dominate the ball try and open Celtic up and, and I just think Celtic will change it up a minute I, Lenny does that you know in these big mm-hmm. games he can change the way he plays and I think he'll sit in and he'll look to catch Rangers on the counter Rob what do you think? Yeah I mean I, what I was thinking there and I wasn't actually speaking at the time and, <laughs> and actually thinking is not great on the radio because it doesn't come over too well is that Rangers go with great confidence mm-hmm. I mean they've been, they've been playing really well uh, domestically defensively those all those clean sheets some really um, morale boosting uh, European performances as well I just think they're in a really good place and, and I think even at 10 past 9 this morning you can detect a bit of a bit of confidence and a, and a bit of bullishness almost about, about Steven Gerrard I think he will he will think he will he will be, he will have a fair bit of belief that Rangers will win tomorrow. But then on the other side as well, sorry, interrupt, Paul. Celtic will have loads of belief because Celtic have been in games with Rangers last year where Rangers did dominate the game. If you think about the cup final, cup final. and Celtic still win the game, Celtic know if they turn up tomorrow, there's a good chance they could win the game because they've played badly and won the majority. So yeah. for Celtic, it's a massive boost knowing that if we turn up and play the way we can play with the players that we've got. I still look at Celtic's team and you look through it and for me, on paper, Celtic have got better players than Rangers. If you think of the first 11 that they can put out, for me, it's a stronger stronger, stronger team than Rangers. So the, the confidence booster that they've got is if they do turn up at home at Celtic Park, they can, they can easily win the game. Are you going to give us your team shortly? How yeah, you I'll think both will line up? Yeah. We'll do that shortly. Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard about the Rangers injuries. I think we're still in the process of assessing a few of the international players that have arrived uh, yesterday afternoon or evening, uh, which is pretty late. So in terms of a full injury update, I won't be able to provide that. The injuries that were with us before, Joe Aribo's really close now. Kamar Roof's really close. I think this game might come a bit too soon. Aribo and Roof, not quite ready. No, um, but yeah, I mean, you'd want Joe Aribo, obviously, on, on his early season form. But actually, Rangers no. have been doing very well without him. Scott yeah. Arfield's been terrific in the midfield. I don't think the Rangers team tomorrow takes a whole lot of guessing, uh, to be honest, Si. Yeah. I, I, think, uh, I think they will go... Um, with the team that's been serving them so well recently many more question marks about Celtic yeah so are you thinking Arfield in the middle of the pitch with Hadji wide right yeah yeah I think Barry said that as well didn't he he did see I I, I think it'll be different I think he'll be so so worried about dominating the ball I think he likes to go to Celtic Park and dominate the ball for that reason I think Kamara I think Kamara's better at dominating a game than Scott Arfield in the middle of the pitch in terms of keeping the ball. I think Arfield will be, will be pushed up one as a goal threat in, in the front three. Because Rangers dominated in the match at New Year. Yeah, they? with Kamara and Jack. I think yep. these are the games you can play Kamara and Jack. Yep. Away at Celtic Park where you're up against two good players and Brown and McGregor. Mm-hmm. You want to dominate yeah. the ball. Yeah. I, ju- I just think you're breaking up a, a really successful yep. act at the moment in the midfield with, with Davis um, and Jack. Um, an Arfield in front of them and then the the, the wide players being uh, Haji and Kent either side of Morelos I mean that that's um, that would be a really settled side for Rangers tomorrow but I, I understand what you're saying I mean certainly Barry Ferguson on this show uh, uh, is pretty convinced that, that Kamara mm. doesn't play right well again I think that's Rangers only one decision to make whether Kamara plays or whether Haji plays um, but for me, I think Kamara will play. I think he was excellent for Finland during the week as well, wasn't he? Everyone's been raving about him playing for Finland. You know, if you've got a player like that, full of confidence, then 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 I think Steven Gerrard puts him in. But on it as well, you know, Scott Arfield in that that forward area for me, he, he gives you more of a goal threat than what Hadji does. You know, especially when Morelos isn't scoring goals, I think you're looking at Arfield to get in the box, and I think that being that one higher up on him, maybe a guy making his debut 
Potentially in the left back You know maybe get Scott Arfield Running at the box And, and make that guy defend Let's see how, how well he can defend but you're, you're spoiled for choice aren't yeah. you with, with Rangers in that midfield area Because you've got Ryan Jank who, Who's been superb for Scotland uh, In the last couple of games Stephen Davis on a high Having mm. broken the Caps record With Northern Ireland um, and he, He's a really influential presence and he, and he knows all about this game as well He knows all about the fixture uh, Over a long number of years And, and Scott Arfield is simply, is simply flying It's going to be a difficult trio To, to break up that one it is, but then you look at Celtic's quality in the middle of the pitch. Yeah. You know, Scott Brown will relish this. Mm-hmm. He will. He's been written off quite a lot this year. Mm-hmm. You know, he's had a lot of doubters. You know, it's usually these games that he comes to the fore. So Scott Brown, I know, being the type of guy he is all week, I wouldn't surprise me if he's looked back at all these things that have been written about him and said about him. And this is his time to come and show. And I think he relished it. It's he does. Johnson, when he came on, yeah. and he knew he made the difference, didn't he, for Celtic? Yeah, and then the big one for me is who plays alongside him and yeah. McGregor. Because as I say, if Rangers are going to have the ball, you need a guy that can get about the pitch, and as, which is why I thought Christie would have been perfect in yep. there. And if not Christie, then it looks like Encham to me. But that, right. you know, for me, mm-hmm. Encham's not really turned up in the Celtic Rangers game so far. This is his chance. This is his know. chance, and that's what I said. Even the last game against St Johnston was my worry. I didn't think Encham had a great game. He was up against an 18-year-old in Ali McCann. You know, he's now got to go in against and good players in, in Kamara and Jack. This again, a, a game for Encham to go and prove that he's a top, one of the top midfielders in, in Scotland. And yet they're saying in the future he could be worth many millions. So what are the qualities that he's got that he has to show tomorrow? Well, on the ball. That's what he's good at. You know, he's good at getting on the ball, but in these games, that goes out the window. You need to show the other side to your game where yeah. can you can you go and get the ball back? You don't get time. Can you run up and down the pitch for 90 minutes? Can you go and be a team player? Um, I'm sure he does because he's got the ability and the talents to do it. It's just showing it on a consistent basis well of Ian Cham. Can he get that mentality that Scott Brown's got? I know that's a tough thing to have, but if Evan Cham can get that, yeah. then Celtic have got their, their centre midfield for the next I ten years. Can, I think you can hear in Neil Lennon's voice when he was talking about Tierney, the Tierney Christie uh, scenario. He's desperate yeah, for, 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 for Ryan Christie, and and he will keep at it. And and he'll have um, you know Peter Law and whoever ever else on the case. Um, through the night potentially yeah. to make sure that he's got Christie available tomorrow will you be keeping an eye overnight as well I Rob? will indeed yep, you're on it yep. Ali yep. too yep. Yep. we'll sure. make sure we're on it you can speak to Cy Ferry Rob McLean Ali Defoy and me Paul Cooney give us a call and the numbers the socials easy to, to yeah, find absolutely. Ali's about to tell lots us lots of you yeah. may get in touch actually at Go Football Show on yeah. the socials lots of score predictions but I'll save that for later yeah. 87474 on the text put go at the start or that number 0808 1717 700 and uh, loads of matches tomorrow your own game starts of the Championship League 1 and League 2 how are you feeling about that Si? Good we're, we're in a good place just now yeah. uh, playing really well as I say we went and, and we were a better team against Dundee United we beat Breakin on, on Tuesday it could have been I don't think Simon Donnelly and Mark Wilson would we disagree it could have been 6 or 7 at half time was it 3-1 yeah finished 3-1 yeah. to be fair to break in you know I thought they could have folded in the second half they came out and, and gave us a game in the second half but our boys are playing really well just now um, so we are going to Airdrie full of confidence we'll be going there to win you know we're not the type that will go there and try and get a draw so should make for a good game because Airdrie are full time so which is which makes a big difference in our league but mm-hmm. our boys are playing really well uh, through the, the leadership of Jim McAnally and myself so uh, indeed will you get a chance to watch the Celtic Rangers as well I'll watch the first half right I'll watch the first, then, first half and then I'll head okay. over to Airdrie and listen on the, on the is it on go ready uh, we'll, we'll be we'll be keeping we'll not updates be far absolutely yes, Chris will have updates yeah. for you 0808 17 17 700 you can speak to Cy Ferry and Rob McLean taking your calls now Craig Moore's coming up shortly in the programme just a few minutes time and Charlie Mulgrew in the next hour too it's also I mean it's so unusual isn't it the, the appeals today to the fans not to go to Blackpool don't go to Carlisle uh, stay at home who wants to go yeah. to Blackpool and Carlisle do you mean <laughs> <laughs> have you not played for yeah. Carlisle no I've played there though Oof, have you been no 
Oh, you Thanks wouldn't want to go. No, 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 no. no, no. no? <laughs> it's a graveyard, man. Honestly, yeah. I've had a couple of shockers at Carlisle. Actually, do you know what you're talking about? Nay fans, yeah. nay atmosphere. That is Carlisle. Honestly, even with a full house, there's nay atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> so Celtic and Rangers half past twelve tomorrow, and then at three, Dundee United, Aberdeen, Hamilton Ackies against St Johnson, Livingston against Kilmarnock, Ross County against Hibs, and St Mirren against Motherwell. But uh, all roads lead to the telly or the radio. For the match tomorrow, Celtic against Rangers. Much later than usual, Rob. It's normally in September, this match. So, yep. And as you said at the top of the programme, 10 months since the two of them played each other. Yeah. I mean, the excitement, you can, you can feel the excitement. I mean, we're all getting excited about the prospect of it. And, and there's, there's still a lot more drama to come as well between now and kickoff. A lot could change in the next few hours. What about uh, Lee Griffiths? What's the word from Neil Lennon? Um, yeah, he's um, he's worked away on it. Yeah, um, he had a couple of days off over the weekend like they all did. But uh, yeah, he's been training the last couple of weeks and doing well. Si, you've championed him. When people had written him off, you said he's coming back. Do you think he'll be on tomorrow? If, if it's my decision he starts mm-hmm. I've said it before I think Lee Griffiths won Celtic League last year along with Fraser Forster I think he was a massive difference in, in the second half of the season I love him as a player he's my type of player in these big games he is up for it he is on it he's the type you want in your in your team when you look around your dressing room you want a Lee Griffiths in your team it's the same with Ryan Christie and we're talking about in Cham the, the difference between in Cham and the guys like Ryan Christie and Lee Griffiths is if Lee Griffiths and Ryan Christie are not in the game they will still be at it 100% you know, you can guarantee off the ball they'll be running about daft to win that game. Do we get that for Olivier Champ? For me, no enough. And that's why in these type of games you need players like Lee Griffiths and Ryan Christie who have been there and done it and perform in these big games. They have done in the past and it's such a massive loss in that dressing room when you look and they're not playing. So for me, Lee Griffiths is a no-brainer. Whether it's 20 minutes at St Johnston or three weeks of playing, Lee Griffiths starts tomorrow for me if he's fit. And that, and that name on the, the team sheet would have a, a similar impact on Rangers as, as Odson Edouard. And, and if, for whatever reason, Neil Lennon feels that he can't start with Edouard tomorrow, if he can put Griffiths in that position, I mean, there, there's the potential match winner. I think so, Rob. I think he scares you just as much as Edouard. I think he scares you even more for the Rangers back four because of the fact that he runs him behind. You know, I've seen the Rangers back four play Edward, all right? Mm-hmm. But I think when Griffiths plays, especially on Hollander if he plays, and they channels where Barisic and Tavai and they want to go high up the pitch, that's tailor made for Lee Griffiths. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can win the ball back quick and spin it in their channels, Lee Griffiths against Philip Hollander, it's a no brainer for me. You know, Griffiths has got him every time. Um, so if I'm Celtic, as I say, tra- two, two weeks now he's been training. Yeah. Since the St Johnston game, is that right? Two weeks? Yep. I mean, how, how, how much time do you need? You know, this this is a guy that guarantees you goals, he guarantees you hard work, he guarantees you link-up play, running channels. What other player gives you that in that team? He's in Cypher's team. What do you think? Give us a call, 0808 17 17 700. Coming up next, former Rangers star, it's Craig Moore. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go! Paul Cooney with Ali Defoy, Cy Ferry and Rob McLean at the start of the Old Firm weekend. Celtic Rangers, 12.30 tomorrow. Normally there'd be 60,000 there, but tomorrow it's going to be very different, sign. No fans whatsoever. Oh, it's so strange, Paul. You know, even just speaking to some of the players that have played in the game, um, they just can't imagine the fixture without fans. You know, it's it's what makes the fixture, it's what people tune in to see. I remember sitting and watching the game, and it's the fans that you'd watch. You know, the atmosphere is electric, 100% the best about. 
Um, and it'll be it'll be strange because I think there's so many of these players that, that that thrive on that big pressure. You know, I've mentioned it before, Scott Brown. For me, I think Morelos. I think Morelos has been affected with the no fans. You know, his form's not been great without the fans there. He's one that I think that connects with the fans on the pitch. He needs that energy off the fans. Um, so it'll be see. Uh, if there's one game that is going to change this, it'll be a Celtic and Rangers game. You know, as I say, fully expect Scott Brown to be fully on it tomorrow. I expect Morelos to be the same. But there's so many questions to be asked and that'll be uh, an amazing game. Yeah, is it going to be the day that Morelos breaks his duck? I wonder, Rob McLean. That's what the Rangers fans want to see. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's incredible, isn't it? Because he scored so many big goals against top European opposition, yeah. but it's just never happened against Celtic. I'm also thinking, Paul, about the number of old firm games that we've been to where you cannot hear yourself mm. think um, and it's incredible. The noise is quite remarkable. I mean, our next guest <laughs> knows all about it. But it, f- to go from that deafening noise to silence tomorrow, I mean, it's going to be the weirdest old firm game ever in that respect. You see, even on the f- the, the, the no fans, you think your concentration's not as 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 good as what it usually is when the fans think, are there. Yeah, yeah, because that's what you're used to. Yeah, you're, you know, you're used to getting that warning from about ten thousand people that, that yeah. there's somebody coming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. So it'll be so strange. But also, again. I love it because getting to hear what, what, what players and managers yeah. are saying to each other I, I, I'm really looking forward to that side of things so it's got its pluses and it's got its I wonder if it'll affect the referee it's uh, John Beeson tomorrow as well because it'll be so different normally you've got you know the home support are on top of you um, but it's going to be different of course, yeah. I think it'll be different for everyone. It's a, it's a surreal experience, a Celtic and Rangers game without the, the crowd there. Uh, and that's why it's so hard to call as well, isn't it? Obviously, the Celtic players at Celtic are missing, but also the no fans being there, who's going to react better to that? Do you, do you think John Beaton's complaining at all at no fans tomorrow? No. It's much better when the fans are there. Aye, right. <laughs> Getting abused for 90 minutes, brilliant. Right, well, we meet somebody who was on the show a couple of weeks ago, Si, with you, me and Ali, and he was in great form. Uh, it's uh, the man from Oz himself, Craig Moore. Craig, Good evening, welcome back. How are we, how are we going, guys? How are we Lovely good? evening, eh? Yeah, it's Hi, great, Craig. isn't it? Are you buzzing? How much are you looking forward to tomorrow? Ah, oh, look, I think it's uh, it's an enormous match, isn't it? Every old firm game, uh, it is. Uh, but it's the first one of the season, uh, and I don't think it's going to be, you know, the difference between winning and losing the, the league as such. But it's an opportunity for a team to really put that marker down. I think in, in terms of what can happen for the season. You've certainly been busy, Craig, since we saw you a couple of weeks ago, reading you in the record all week and uh, TV, radio. Uh, It's great. You must have missed this, though, the buzz, just pre-match, pre-Celtic Rangers game. I wish I'd come back years ago, if I'm being honest. Uh, I do. I miss it. Um, There's something on every every day, as we know. Uh, And and the the hype and the lead-up into this old firm game is, is always very special. And I certainly haven't been let down um, so far since I've, I've come back. I've, I've been really excited and, um, yeah, and a massive game tomorrow. So it'll be interesting to see which way it plays out. Uh, Craig, it's Si. How are you doing, mate? All right? Hey, Si. How did you pull up um, after your game, mate? Oh, I was flying. I was brilliant, wasn't I? Yeah. Well, I don't know whether you're flying, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, just hype up for the radio. <laughs> more, more, more grounded. Right. Right. Very intelligent. My mobility, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm 33 at the end of the year, mate. Come on. Uh, I was going to say to you for tomorrow, who plays centre-half for you? Is it Balogun or is it Hollander next to Goldson? Uh, Hollander for me. Why? Just I think he's had um, you know the, the the kind of the games uh, for me I think he's defended well enough um, he, he does have a bit of a presence for me uh, Balogun obviously you know good player as well but I think outside of Goldson players are coming in and out of the side um, 
which is not great in terms of the central defensive partnerships. Uh, but I think I think Holanda's the one that can probably do the best job tomorrow. Uh, where are you going to watch again? Mate, well, I'm, I'm down in I'm down in Liverpool doing a, a bit of work um, for the the preview of the of the Premier League with Optus Australia. So I, I've been busy, but I'll be down here watching it. Unfortunately, what, what do you think about the midfield? We were debating it, Craig, about whether Rangers will stick with what they've been doing midfield with Jack and Davis, and and Arfield in front of them supporting, um, or whether Glenn Kamara might come into the equation at Celtic Park. What do you think? Well, look, I, mean, I think Kamara, you know, you, you know what kind of a job he, he, he comes in and he, um, you know, sits and protects the, the back four. He understands the rotation when Barisic uh, kicks on and goes forward. Um, but it's a tough decision, but I think it's actually a really important decision because I think that uh, if Rangers, um, you know, get their midfield three right, I actually think that um, at this at this moment in time, I think they're stronger. I think that that can, that can be a real advantage for Rangers in this in this game tomorrow. I think that you know, Rangers can go out and enjoy themselves. I think the expectation uh, being at home without the fans, I, I think it's going to be very difficult uh, for Celtic because, you know, their main players uh, like to play up to an audience, a live audience, in fact, and, and they don't have that. What do you think the the lack of fans does to the game? What what type of game will it be? And will it will it be affected by the lack of atmosphere? Great questions, uh, and look. To be honest with you, I've not I've yeah, not experienced what, what what these players are, are going going to go through. But you know, we we want to see fans at matches uh, because we know how important that is. Um, you know, for all games, for all clubs. But uh, this will be a totally a totally different match uh, with with no fans. And like I say, you know, I think that a, a couple of the Celtic uh, you know players in particular. You know, your Scott Browns and, and, and Griffiths, if he comes in, they really like to play up to whether it's winding opponent fans up or, or getting their own fans on side to give them a lift, and they don't have that. It's a, it's, it's a massive difference, isn't it, when you think that, that it could have been 60,000 with just yeah. a few hundred Rangers fans, so almost total Celtic support to nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and like I said, I think very, very early on in the piece, uh, you know, I think Neil Lennon jumped on, uh, you know, trying to trying to push the game back, trying to make sure that there was something you know done around about having fans at this particular match because I think he he understood and knew the importance of, of it very early on. And so, look, at the end of the day, there's still 90 minutes to be played, and, and we still don't know the result as yet. But I think it, it positions Rangers quite nicely, if I'm being honest. Craig, oh, I was just going to say, what would you have been like, Craig, at this stage, less than twenty-four hours from kickoff, um, in your in your playing days, in your Rangers playing days? What what would have been going through your head and through your body at this moment? Oh, well, we probably would have been having a card school somewhere <laughs> prior, prior, prior to dinner. Uh, yeah. But no, look, pretty pretty relaxed. You know, it's more um, you, you you do sort of like play the the game and play sort of like certain moments, I guess, over in in your mind. Um, in terms of your preparation, because you, you need to be on it. Um, such is the importance of the match. But no, nah, look, try not to uh, think and, and dwell on things too much, because you need to conserve your energy, get a decent night's kip, um, and w- when that first whistle go, make sure that you're ready to go. Not only for 90 minutes, however long it's going to be, uh, make sure you're ready to go and give it your all. Would you be in a hotel tonight, Craig? Who, who would be your roommate? Oh, back in the day, who did I? I mean, I was, to be fair, I didn't really bother. I mean, I used to just jump. We used to jump about into to 
a room where we were like, says we we're playing cards. And if you, if it was one of your teammates was one of your close mates, then great, you probably had it in your room. If it was not, you go somewhere else, and you end up just coming back to your room and you're going to bed. And would you speak about <laughs> would you speak about the game, or would it be purely cards? Ah, no. We we look. We would. Uh, you would touch on it, sorry, yeah. but to be honest with you, mate, we wouldn't. No, we wouldn't go into too much detail uh, about the the following day or the the game because uh, we we kind of. You know, whether you whether you play for Rangers or whether you play for Celtic, mate, the players know what's at stake. If you were playing in that Rangers central defence tomorrow, would you be bothered about the the mystery surrounding who's actually going to be playing up front for Celtic? Because uh, obviously, Odson Edouard, they've got a decision to make on him. Uh, Lee Griffiths as well, who's back in training but got very little game time under his belt. Would you would you be bothered, Craig, uh, as a Rangers centre back, about who you were likely to be up against? Look, I wouldn't be bothered, uh, Rob, but I think what, what you have is uh, you, you probably do give it a little bit more thought, you know? I mean, that, that you know, who is going to start? Whereas it's kind of pretty clear, I think, you know, in terms of uh, Rangers' situation, you know, who's going to start up top? Uh, so there's no guesswork. Uh, so there's sometimes that little bit of uh, mystery, I, I guess, or um, can cause players to think about it. But like I said, I mean, it's normal. Leading into an old firm game, we're always guessing about whether a player is going to make it through injury, or you know, now we've got the COVID situation. So there's always a bit of guesswork going into the game. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's going to be high scoring, Craig? Given that there's no fans there, look what's happened in England. So many of the games the other week, you know, Liverpool losing, uh, Man United being thrashed as well. What about tomorrow? Loads of goals. I, I don't, I don't see loads of goals. Um, you know, I think that I think it will be. Tight, but I mean, I, I, I actually believe that um, that Rangers. Uh, I can't see Rangers losing the match. Mm. Um, so you know, whether they draw or, or pick up a win, would be, which would be great for me. But no, look, I, I can't see Rangers losing the match. But I don't expect to to, to be a high goal scoring game. Do you think Morellas will score tomorrow? He's got to at some stage, doesn't he? <laughs> um, you know, he's got to at some stage in, in one of these old firm matches, and and, and tomorrow might might be that day. But the guy that Celtic will be concerned about chiefly is going to be Ryan Kent, yeah. isn't it? The way the way he's been playing and what he's capable of doing. Yeah, look, Ryan, Ryan Kent's been in fantastic form, um, and and hopefully he can deliver that again uh, in, in in this type of match, which you know he has shown that he can do. But I've also been um, really uh, impressed with the, the the form of Arfield. Mm. Uh, I think that he also is a is a real threat. Um, from the middle of the park, and if if you're able to sort of like you know Celtic stick with their back three and you're able to stretch that back three a little bit, and there's any kind of gaps, then you know that you know that Arfield's going to be trying to get in there, and he will get on the end of something. And he's been buzzing, hasn't he? Just because he, it's almost as if he's been kept in a box and let out in the last few weeks, isn't it? You know, he hasn't had opportunities, and and the minute he did get the chance, Craig, to to get in the team, he's he's taken real advantage of it. Yeah, and look, and that's, um, I think we touched on it last time I was in, the benefit of having, um, you know, a, a deeper squad, but it needs to be competitive. Every training session needs to be competitive. And when you get that opportunity, like Arfield has, he's taken it with both hands, and that's what you need to be a successful football team. You know, Arfield goes, and you know what you're going to get from him, um, but he's he's come back in good order. Craig, tell me that Fergie used to lose money at that card game, please. <laughs> Uh, Fergie, Fergie, it depends on who we're playing, but if we're playing streetcar brag, he was the worst bluffer ever. He shows his emotions too much, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Would uh, he get angry uh, if he lost? 
Oh, mate, there's a few cards thrown all over the place. <laughs> uh, they, they, were good, they were good times, the, the old card schools. Obviously, we weren't pay, playing for any money, though. Mm. Yeah, right. Craig, wait to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, everyone's been told, stay at home, don't travel down to Blackpool or Carlisle or whatever, stay at home. Ali, you've got oh, news coming cool. in of uh, fans who are heading uh, further afield to watch the match. Yeah, of course, we wouldn't recommend it at all, but um, lots of Rangers fans have found a £37 flight to Lanzarote, which means they can watch the match with a, a pint in the pub. So uh, a pub in Lanzarote has said, oh, where, where are you going to watch it? Come and watch it here. So, um, yeah, not advisable uh, at that, all. That's the Ferguson family, isn't it? <laughs> 100%. <laughs> but, yeah. Imagine Barry walking through the airport with a while on it. They'd still have to quarantine for 14 days on the way back, though. Oh, that's they, good they, for they us. They they so. <laughs> so, Craig, you know you know, we'll ask you the final prediction from you. You said maybe yeah. a draw, maybe a win for Rangers. Uh, yep. What, what yeah. do you reckon? If you had to put a scoreline, what would you say? I'm, uh, I'm going for 2 0 Rangers. Oh, wow. Right, okay. Yeah, so, no, nah, no, nah, sitting on the Good. fence here. No, no, draw, draw. Nah, I'm going Rangers uh, oh. are going to win 2 0. I'll even, go, I'll even throw Morelos in and get his first old firm goal. Okay. Here's Jamie who wants to speak to you, a Rangers fan from Falkirk. Jamie, you're through to Craig. Hi, mate. Hi. Yep. Hi, Jamie. Uh, uh, so, I'm going to go for a, a 2 0 Rangers win tomorrow as well. It's a popular scoreline, isn't it? Yeah. Why are you thinking that, Jimmy? Why are you thinking 2-0? Uh, I just think that Rangers have to edge this one. If, if they want, uh, I think it's the most important game of the season for Rangers. I know it doesn't decide the season, no. but I think if Rangers go out and win that one tomorrow, it sets a deal, sets the tempo for the rest of the league. Greg, yeah. what would you say to Jamie? Jamie, I think your prediction's fantastic, mate. Well done. <laughs> no, 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 look, mate, I, I agree with you. Like I said, it's a, it's a massive, it's a massive match. Uh, it's not going to for me, like I said. I mean, there's still throughout the season plenty to play for. Um, but Jamie, I agree. Like, Rangers have gone into or coming into this game in, in probably better form, you would think, than than what Celtic have in the league. What do you think, mate? Yeah, I'd say definitely. Um, Celtic, of course, they've still got the results, maybe not been playing at the best, which is always a good thing to have, but I do think Rangers are on better form and are playing a lot better. I think they've got the, the main players playing at their kind of best level of football, whereas Celtic don't, so hopefully that's the same tomorrow and Rangers can kick on and get a win. See that forum though, Celtic have won, Celtic won their game in hand, they've got more points than Rangers. I've he- I heard a lot of people saying Rangers forms better. Yeah. How does that, I don't get that. They're playing better, I, d- I definitely agree I think that's that. the point, isn't it? I yeah. think they've been playing better, but but Celtic have got a way of winning, haven't they? Yeah. However, however, I mean Celtic are well within themselves in terms of their ability at the moment, you would think. That's yeah. a good point though, Craig Moore, isn't it? Celtic uh, on 25 points, Rangers 26, but Celtic do have that game in hand. Yeah, yeah, and look, and, and so you're right. I guess I should have been a little bit clear when you're talking about the form. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're talking about more the performance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah C- C- Celtic have obviously still been picking up their points, and that is also uh, a sign of a very good team. You know, that if you, you you don't play so well, but you pick up points. Uh, but I, I don't think that's going to happen throughout the season. They'll either their form picks up and they win well, uh, or they'll drop points. And and do you think this is a real statement game tomorrow, Craig? And in terms of the significance it has, you know, as as you're saying, clearly it doesn't settle anything. There are yeah, thirty yeah. odd games to go, um, but yeah. but it could be really significant if Rangers do win it. In terms of what follows, uh, look, I, I think for for both teams, obviously, I think a, a massive psychological uh, advantage can be can be gained from this. 
Uh, I actually, you know, more and more I think about it, I don't think the league is going is to go to the wire. I don't think it's going to be close. I think that, you know, whether it's Rangers that win it or whether it's Celtic going to win it, I think it'll be quite comfortable. And mm. um, so, therefore, I think this game is really, really important, like I said, to, to, to be able to put down that marker and have that, that edge. Craig, listen, thanks very much. We'll uh, speak to you next week after the match. Craig, and enjoy it down south as well. Enjoy the game. Everton, Liverpool, who do you think is going to win? Yeah, Liverpool, you expect them to bounce back after the Tonkin from Aston Villa, but haven't Everton started off well? Yeah, yeah. they have indeed, yeah. Who would have thought the two of them, you know, Everton top of the table? Craig Moore, thanks very much for joining us. Jamie, the Rangers fan from Falkirk, enjoy the weekend. We're back with more just after this. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show Friday night. It's the Old Firm weekend. Celtic Rangers 12.30 tomorrow and a very full card afterwards as well. 0808 17 17 700 if you want to call us. Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard shortly. But first of all, Neil Lennon talking about the uh, COVID situation. Oh, it's, it's, it's pretty similar to the... Ch- of course, that is uh, Stephen Gerrard. Neil Lennon has been talking about that too. What's that sign? He does a yeah. good Liverpool accent, Neil Lennon, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> in fact, I think a caller's coming in anyway. It sounded strangely like uh, Stephen Gerrard there, who has been talking about it. We'll come back to that shortly. We've got Michael on the line now, a Celtic fan, who wants to talk about the match tomorrow. Rob McLean, Ali Defoy, and Cy Ferry with us tonight. Can I just say something? Yes? Michael, we've patched off Neil Lennon and Stephen Gerrard for you, so this better be good, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure then. On you go, Michael. Good evening. Uh, yeah, just uh, just phoning up. I think that uh, it's going to be two-one Celtic. I think it's going to be it's going to be an intense game with uh, both teams starting really fast. I just think that Celtic have more more than what Rangers have. Yeah, uh, you know the thing is that Celtic have got if Celtic have won the last nine trophies. I don't, I don't want to keep banging on about it, but Celtic have been there and done it. And, and I, t- I heard no, by you do want to keep banging <laughs> no, on about I don't it. Because, <laughs> but the fact that I know and, and I've seen that Rangers are favourites at the bookies which baffles me if I'm being totally honest you know as I say that's like saying that Everton should be favourites to beat Liverpool tomorrow because they've started the season better yeah but they won't Liverpool it, will be no. favourites but it's based on performance so far this season isn't it it's based on Rangers probably playing better football I know but so Robbie far. didn't get any for playing good no, football I know that so I know they've that. got better results than, than Rangers yeah. this year and, and that, that's why I kind of believe that they're favourites as I say if I look at the two squads yeah. for me Celtic have won the last nine trophies they've got a, if they win their game in hand they're on more points that's why I'm, I'm all I'm saying is I'm surprised that Rangers are favourites mm. for the game mm. You know, Celtic have been there and done it, as I've said, but I agree Rangers are playing better football just now, but for me, then I get in for playing good football. And Michael, you're surprised that Rangers are favourites as well, are you? Well, I think that uh, they have been playing good football, but at the same time, as you've said, like Celtic are, Celtic are continually winning and they know how to win. They also know how to, how to uh, even if they're not playing well, that didn't play well in the last old firm. And the last couple of old firms they haven't been they haven't been like magnificent, but they're still like oh, obviously they got beaten the last one, but they're still even winning and knowing how to win and draw and getting getting results on the table. Like, I think Lee Lennon definitely won't want to lose tomorrow. Well, obviously no one does, but uh, like he won't want to he won't want to give it up on the first game. I think they're probably going in as underdogs for the first time in what. Three years, well, first time in how many years? Yeah, the bookies are with season, Rangers. Yeah, they are. Yeah, so it just shows that like that it's probably in his favour. I know, obviously, all the stuff that's happened with COVID and the and the, the uh, players that were missing and stuff, but it's just quietly going about it, going about the business and going in. I think they'll think they'll surprise. I think I think Edward will start tomorrow. 
That's what I was about to ask you. So you'd go with Edward from the start? Yeah. I think he will, to be honest. He, like, I don't know why the COVID's actually affected him, but like, the, he, he wasn't... He wasn't like flam for him, but he was playing. He was playing well before before the whole COVID, and he was up the French under twenty one. So hopefully, it hasn't affected him. But I think to have Griffiths coming off the bench, I just think that it's sort of made for Griffiths coming in and scoring the winner. Like Michael, um, you said two one to Celtic. Do you mind who scores those goals? Do you think you know who's going to be, or you just want them? <laughs> you just expecting to? I think I think Celtic will score first. Rangers will I'll bring it back. I think it will be either. Uh, I think Frimpong has got a chance because I think a lot will be going through him tomorrow. I think what they're going to try and do is pin back the pin back uh, Rangers two fullbacks. Um, just with that, with his with his pace and his intensity, I think that's that's where it's going to be won and lost tomorrow. Do you think, think Celtic? Be, do you, sorry, Michael. Do you, do you think Celtic yeah. have to lift their level of performance to win tomorrow, in terms of what they've shown so far? I think. It's hard because you're you're playing against a team that's not gonna. You're playing against a team that's not like a normal SPL game. It's, it's going to be more like a European game, um, and Rangers obviously are going to be playing again. Like I think Celtic have a lot going forward, but a lot of the time it's, it's sort of you're coming up against block defenses. But when with, with the likes of Celtic, uh, I think when Rangers sort of try and come out, I think Celtic will be a, a lot quicker getting down those channels. Oh, right. Yeah, I, th- I I agree. I think Neil Lennon will change his tactics. I don't think, as I say, I don't think Celtic will come out and look to dominate the ball because I think if they do that, as Rob said, on performance-wise, Rangers are doing that better than them just now. So for me, it would be foolish for Celtic to go and do it because they've not done it great this year. If they go out and try and play Rangers at Rangers game, I think Rangers could beat them. But I think Neil Lennon, being the guy he is, I think this is made for him. He loves this, these sort of circumstances. I think Steven Gerrard might expect Neil Lennon to come in and play that, but as I say, I think Celtic will set off. So what's the Celtic lineup for you? Tell Michael. I think it'll be a 4-4-2. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be Frimpong right back. I think it'll be Ayer and Duffy at the back with Taylor left back. And then I think it'll be a midfield of Brown, McGregor and Cham and El Yunusi. Mm-hmm. Who's back in form? Yeah, Klamala yeah. uh, yeah. up front. I'm right. missing one. Uh-huh. Uh, I can't think. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe Turnbull. Well, maybe Chris maybe David Turnbull. Mm-hmm. Is that right? No, I've, 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 I've named too no, many players. I wasn't no, writing that down. That no. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be a 4-4-2 yeah, if they want him here. Be a, I think Clamalla will play up front. Michael? I think I don't think I think he'll play Austin Alward up front mm-hmm. with, uh, off, just off him. I think he's going to play he likes El Elionese but I think I think he'll play if Christie's allowed to play. I, I didn't hear whether he was I know he's been they've sort of they're un, unsure of what's happening but if he's if if he's fit, if he's able to play, I think he'll play Christie because he's he's just got so much he's got so much legs, like he's going to run all day for you. Let's hear Neil Lennon about uh, Ryan Christie. Yeah. Well, we have the understanding, you know, from stories in the media and you know phone calls that have been made that you know Kieran Tierney is eligible to play for Arsenal. If that is the case, then you know we have been pushing hard to you know get Ryan involved as well. He's in the same situation as Kieran was. He's had. Two tests with us, all negative. So from our point of view, he is good to go. And we'd be very confused, you know, if Kieran is allowed to play and Ryan has refused to play. It's very, it would be very, very confusing. Say, it is baffling, isn't it? Yeah, it's strange. It's very strange. I mean, was it five players Celtic have got missing? 
many else would you have that? And I think teams have complained this season about miss, maybe missing one or two. And would this happen if Celtic like or Rangers happened to them? Well, it has happened to them. They're going to need to play the biggest game of the season with five get five men short. Uh, it's not ideal, but as I've said, I don't think Neil Lennon's the type that will make excuses. And I, and I still say it: the guys that he's got available. On top for him, the guys he's got available should go and be able to win that game. Again, I still say it, I think if Rangers on top of their game, they could win the game as well. That's what makes it so fascinating. But, I mean, it's no excuses. As I've said, the guys that have come in are good enough to go, to go and get a result against Rangers. Is that a big decision for Neil Lennon to switch from a three to a four? Yeah, I think it is, Rob. You know, I think they've and, finally and got comfortable on the three, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. So, then, so, why, so why change? I think, uh, I don't think uh, Julian's fit to play. Mm. He's not fit I don't think so right. Again he's not one that's played For the last four weeks I don't think Julian's played It's a lot to ask him If he hasn't trained either To go and play in a, in a Celtic Rangers game um, Especially if he's going to play That right side of the back three You're going to be directly up against Kent Is that somebody you want to play Directly up against Kent A guy that's not played for four weeks uh, No, for me So, Which is why I think he'll play Frimpong at right back to try and nullify uh, to try and nullify Kent. I think if you can do that with Rangers, you know, you stop a lot. Mm. If you can stop Ryan Kent getting the ball and he starts dropping deep to get on it. Yeah, the other threat this season's been Arfield. If you can get maybe Brown or somebody to stop his runs into the box then and you're, you're halfway to stopping Rangers but I think it'll all come down to that, that battle between Kent and Frimpong that, I mean that's great if that works yeah. for, for Celtic but, but Rangers will be happy that they're changing their shape that, oh, Celt- that Celtic are changing their shape I mean Rangers as you say Rob Rangers will be full of confidence going into this yeah. nothing changes for them I, I fully expect Rangers to go out and play the whole the way they've played the full season and I think that's the advantage that they've got over Celtic as I say Celtic will change it I think I think they'll change both formation and tactics of how they're going to play the game so looking at it from the outside, a massive advantage straight away to Rangers. Celtic need to be on their game to stop Rangers tomorrow. And Michael, what would you say? He's 35 years old, but he's been doing it for 10 years, like these matches. Scott Brown. I think it'd be a big battle in midfield. I think that, uh, I really think that they're going to play two, and we're going to play basically Elgin UC and Ryan, Ryan Christie's going to have to do some tracking back just to try and drop into that midfield to help help out because if you let Scott Arfield and, and Ryan Kent, the, the, those those type of midfielders are always going to damage you. Like, and they do have players on the bench who's going to who can come on, like Hadji and stuff, who who can cause proper damage. So it will be. A, I think it'll be a real tactical battle. I think I think it will be won in the second half with uh, the changes that both the teams make. All right, Michael. Thanks very much for calling the Go Radio Football Show. Michael, a Celtic fan, thinks it's going to be two-one for Celtic. Jamie, a Falkirk fan, who was on, reckon two-nil Rangers. And Craig Moore said there'll be goals. Rangers won't lose. I think he did finally go with he it. Went for two-nil, yeah. Rangers. Yeah, yeah, he went two-nil at yeah. the end. Yep. Thanks, Rob. Um, oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. Uh, Stephen Jarrod was talking about uh, the Celtic situation with Celtic having the injuries and uh, the COVID situation, but he said, you know, that's nothing new. Injuries. That's why you have big squads. Well, it's, it's it's pretty similar to the challenges that we faced for the last month. You know, not having Joe Rebo, not having Kamar Roof, missing Ryan Jack for three, four weeks. These things happen when you're managing squads of players. And that's the reason why we try and build squads so you can try and cope in these situations. We've coped extremely well, missing three of our very important players, arguably three starters. So um, all the managers, not just myself, not just Neil, Neil, are faced with different challenges week to week during the season. You have to cope and get up with it. 
massive match for Steven Gerrard because it looked as though a new year game on yeah. for, for the title last season would it be Celtic or would it be Rangers and yet Rangers fell away yeah and that will be in their minds no mm-hmm. doubt about it what's happened not just last season but the one before as well but what he's talking about there Rangers have coped magnificently haven't they with key players missing yeah um, he makes a great point doesn't he yeah and, yeah. and, and you know the prospect of them coming back the likes of Joe Rebo coming back into the new team, Kemar Roof as well, must give them a really good feeling. Um, the results they've been getting, the performances they've been delivering, and the squad's going to get deeper in the next few weeks. Yeah, and that's a great point. You know, three main players, and what, what the plus for Rangers is the guys that have came in have, have been brilliant. And that's what Celtic need tomorrow. You know, Celtic's fringe players need to come in and, and put their same level performance that guys like Arfield and Barker and Jones have produced for Rangers. And that, but that's what's expected of you at a big club like Celtic. And as I'm saying, Olivier and Cham, you know, you think of him, the guy who's got the ability and the talent to do it, he needs to come and show it now in a big game. Arfield's done it for Rangers, can and Cham come and do it for Celtic. Other fringe guys like your Klamala, you know, you, you're not a young guy, you've been brought for three million quid. You know, it's alright saying, yeah, come off the bench and score here and there. But this is where you're defined now as a Celtic and Rangers player. If you get your chance against Rangers, can you go and take it? But as I say, I think Neil Lennon will have them well drilled. As I say, I'll not just be going and hoping to win the game. They'll have been working on a game plan since Wednesday, so that makes for a fascinating watch. Now or never, it's another. Let's keep going, shall we? Yeah, yeah keep let's going. Let's do definitely. another. Uh, call in 700 or you can get us on the socials too. And uh, well, we're looking forward to speaking to you in the next hour, including Charlie McGrew, who'll join us soon. The Bull Radio Football Show. In this hour, we're going to hear from Charlie McGrew and maybe you, 0808 17 17 700. On the weekend, Celtic Rangers tomorrow lunchtime, Stephen Gerrard says, well, there's going to be no fans there. Please don't congregate together. I, I certainly share their frustration um, because I know how desperate they'll want to watch the team. Um, so it's very difficult. You know, they're getting a lot of instructions and told what to do, but that's very difficult when you've got no access to the game. Um, so I think um, people need to do more for them and maybe, you know, maybe put this game, there's a unique time, we're living in a unique time. So maybe if their instructions are getting given out, maybe give them the game free of charge. And a similar message from Neil Lennon. Uh, please enjoy the game at home, you know, and uh, stay with your family. You know, don't put yourself or anyone else in, in jeopardy with everything that's going on and uh, hopefully we put a performance in that you can be proud of and you enjoy the game but please you know don't travel it's not ideal we're, we're all in the same situation and we're all doing our best to come out of this as but you know as quickly as possible but and uh, we would you know, urge our supporters to please stay at home and enjoy the game with the family. Rob McLean here in Glasgow's own Go Radio. We would endorse what both managers are saying. Absolutely, yeah. Do the do the right thing. Do the sensible thing. Uh, stay at home. Don't go crazy. We're in enough trouble. The figures are horrific. Uh, don't make them any worse. Uh, I mean, I, I hear what Stephen Gerrard was saying uh, about the possibility of of this game going free to air. The first minister uh, said the same thing yesterday. Um, but there was four, there were four big reasons that Sky uh, bought into Scottish football in yeah. the last deal, yeah. and those are the four old firm games in the season. Are they really going to give uh, give them away for free, or even give one away for free? You're asking a lot. Yeah, just pity Adrian's not on that band list. Can't you go there tomorrow at three o'clock? <laughs> rather sit there and hit a beer and watch it. So. Yeah. I'll be uh, and I agree with Rob. Yep. As I've said before, Sky's massive for Scotland, for Scottish football. You know, like it or not, they've saved us, and we need to give them something back. So no, the, the game needs to be on Sky, hundred percent. 
since we last saw you, Scotland uh, winning again. Yes. So we're on a roll. Well, yeah. and it's very, I've been critical, you know, but it's very hard to be critical when he keeps winning yeah. games. Eight unbeaten. Uh, I'm starting to see now, you know, I thought McGregor and Jack had their best games. I think they're starting to get the system that Steve Clark want. I've seen a lot more going forward in terms of Fraser. I think Fraser's mm. a must in that team. You know, if you're going to defend the way we do, we need guys who are willing runners and Fraser and McGinn for me were outstanding. Uh, and again, the back three have been a revelation in McTominay, Gallagher and, and Considine. So before it was a problem position, we didn't think with any centre half. So we've now got guys who can come in and do well. So things are looking good for Scotland. Are you now a believer? Oh, half a believer, I'll say. I think the, the, I mean, the tide has turned for you, Si, but, yeah. but I think the tide has turned for lots of people, e- even in the space of the of the last week, when you think about it. Last last Thursday, uh, not last night, but, but a week ago, it was Scotland-Israel. And yes, we won on penalties, and it was wonderful, mm. and we're one game away from the European Championship finals. But it was a tough watch. It was hard going. Yeah. It really was. But Slovakia was a good bit better. And then the Czech Republic was, you know, yes, you know, they're a good team. Yeah. Of course they were going to get chances. But we defended and we go one ahead now and you, you reckon we're going to win the game. Yeah, and you know what I like? You know, every, although we didn't attack a lot, but when we do attack, well, we're going to score. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think about the, the games of 1-1-0, every time we've put the ball in the box, we've scored. I just like to see us doing a bit more. But again, it's that catch-22 for Steve Clark. You know, I thought we attacked that a little bit more against Czech Republic, but we end up conceding more chances. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, try- it's trying to get that balance yeah, but in, we, in the we, squad. But we had chances as well. I mean, yeah, Ryan, that's what Ryan, I'm saying. Ryan Fraser was through for could have yeah. scored. Ollie McBurney with that long ranger where it's bounced back off the bar. So, so we are. That, that's the good thing. We, it's not just the the one goal in, in the game. We are creating other things okay. as well. We'll get better going yeah. forward yeah. as well yeah. because because Stevie Clark will tweak it as we go along on built on that really solid defensive foundation. And winning games gives you co- more confidence going forward. You know, in terms of actually playing forward. You know, I think when Nothing you've won eight like games, yeah, yeah, definitely getting a habit of winning, you can. It's cheering everybody up. Yeah, yeah, what a guy, Stevie Clark. Ali, we're open for business for the next hour. Absolutely, get in touch at this is go football. Uh, sorry, at go football show for all the socials. This is go.co.uk. If you haven't already joined us on the website, you can text us eight seven four seven four. Put go at the start, and of course that phone number oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. Maybe you've got a prediction you want to give us. Absolutely, George is on from Cardonald, the Celtic fan. George, good evening. Hi, good evening, guys. Hi, George. Hi, George. Hey. Yeah, thanks for phoning in. So, what's your prediction? Let's cut to the chase. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen tomorrow? Well, much like Side said, I think uh, Neil Lennon's going to adopt a more conservative formation. I think it might actually go 4 1 4 1. Because I think, like Sai said, having a three at the back with um, Shane Duffy or a rusty Christopher Julian on the right hand side would be, would just play into Angel's hands. That would be something Angel's would exploit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would possibly have instead of Frimpong at right back I would maybe move Ayer over there um, he's played there before he had a great game against Aberdeen last year and he's got a great goal playing at right back um, and I think that allows you to move Jeremy Frimpong up um, put him on um, Barisic and the last thing that Bonnier Barisic probably wants in that 90 minutes is um, Jeremy Frimpong running at him um, so I think that Playing, although it's a more conservative formation for one for one, I think it might give us half a chance of getting something at set pieces as well. Yeah, it's not a bad bad shout. But then, who do you play centre half? You putting Julian um, in? I would put Julian in because of his threat from set pieces. Playing the four allows you to have Duffy and Julian and I are all threats from set pieces. Um, if you had, if you maybe, ha- I think that Lennon would probably play um, Cham. But I think if you put Turnbull in there for his delivery from set pieces mm. still having the big guys there with more security I think that might be might be the way to go for that game but, Julian, um, but Julian's I'll, not fit is he? 
I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think he's played for the last four weeks. I, I'm not sure how much he's trained. Whether he's ready to go into a Celtic and Rangers game, I'm not too sure. It's maybe match fit, Rob. Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. It's well, not been confirmed. Yeah. I think. Uh, well, like, it's a great point. Yeah. If he is going to play, I think he'd be more comfortable playing in a back four. But I sit in front of you know on Scott Brown, where it's not as much work as it would be in a back three having to chase Ryan Kent. But I, I agree with the point. I think Frimpong is going to be massive tomorrow. Whether it's playing at right back against Ryan Kent, or whether it's playing at right wing back against Barisic. Mm-hmm. It's a lot to ask for a, a twenty. What is a nineteen-year-old kid? But he's that good, you know. And I've seen him play against Kent in the past and do well against him. So that'll no face him. And and I agree with the point again. On the other side, I think the big thing is can you get Barisic defending instead of going forward? Because I think going forward he's very good, and I think he's delivery and passing on the ball is good. But I think his weakness is defending. Could could be a big day for David Turnbull. Yeah, definitely. And I would put him in. You yeah. know, I think especially at home he thrives on that Celtic part. We've seen his debut when he came on. And and set pieces, as I said, will be massive in this game. If Celtic are, are going to sit off and let Rangers have the ball, two things are going to come in. It's going to be the counter attack and it's going to be set pieces. And, George, and I think David Turnbull's good at both. Sorry, sorry. George, right. is uh, David Turnbull in your team? He would be in my team. I'm not, I know that Neil Lennon fancies Olivier and Cham in the big games, but for me, Turnbull's delivery from set pieces makes him a no brainer in that team. I think. Turnbull's more a goal threat than in Cham as well, isn't mm-hmm. he? If you're going yeah. to play with one up front and it's no your recognised striker, you know, you're wanting goals for midfield, and I think David Turnbull gives you that, doesn't he? And you he? just get the feeling about Turnbull that he's growing. Uh, yeah. You know, he's, yeah. he's, he's elbowed his way into the team, he's barged his way in, uh, and it's going to be actually difficult now to get him out of it because he's so positive, he does so much good work between midfield and front. Yeah, definitely. I think I, I didn't think he was great against St Johnston, but I don't think the game really suited him. You know, I think tomorrow, as I said, if Rangers are going to have the ball, he's that one guy in that Celtic midfield that can win the ball back and play it forward. You know, I think he looks to play forward when he gets the ball. So if you're going to play in the counter-attack, one of your three midfielders yeah. needs to look for that forward pass, and I think Turnbull can do that. And Rob Turnbull scored in the under twenty ones. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah I mean, help his confidence. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, he's a he's a player on top form, and I think the way the cards have fallen, um, there might have been some debate about it, but I think in terms of who who Neil Lennon's got available to him. I, th- I think David Turnbull starts for me. Yeah, again, it's another test for Turnbull. But can he go and do it on the other side of the game? You know, because as I said, I expect Rangers midfield three to dominate the ball. Can Turnbull be that player? You know, at Motherwell, he's always been the player that's a creative one. Can he go and do it the other side? You know, being a Motherwell player is all right, but Celtic, you can't just be creative. You need to go and do it the other side of the game. Where can he go and match a Kamara or a Jack for ninety minutes defensively? So that would be the big mm. test for him. George, you think a Celtic win? Who's going to score? What's the score line? Um, I'm thinking possibly a one 0 Patrick Kamala. I would I would play Patrick Kamala like you said. I think he's I think he's 100 percent fit and I think he's really really hungry. Um, so I think he'll probably start with Kamala. Wow, I think a few weeks ago if we'd said Patrick Lamala to yes. start, people would have said really. But but you know he is growing in confidence. But it's a huge game to be thrown into. Uh, again, I think Lamala works better as a one up front. I don't think he's the greatest of link up players. You know, if you ask him to go and flick the ball in the corner at Edward and go and play one twos, I don't think that's his game. I think his game will suit this. Whereas if Celtic are are sitting in and win the ball back and they're hitting channels, I think he'll be a willing runner for sixty minutes. You know, if you can get sixty minutes of him doing that, maybe tire it. Golton and Halander or Balligan and then bring on an Edward yeah. and a Griffiths yeah because we're, we're talking Klamala because we're basically counting out odds and Edward we're yeah. saying we're making the decision for Neil Lennon although yeah. he, he probably hasn't even made it himself what yet. about a Yeti well a Yeti as well I mean he, he's got to be a contender he, he's delivered goals whenever he's had the chance mainly off the bench but uh, I mean I, I like the look of him I think I think he's going to get a bundle of goals for Celtic this season but p- potentially uh, George no Edward and potentially Lee Griffiths on the bench the judgement being that he's he's not had enough game time yeah no, I think Griffiths would be great to bring on in the last 
10, 15 minutes, um, or Edward if he's available. Um, but I just think for a big a big pitch like Celtic Park, it's it's all set for Clamalla to really stake his claim. All right. Yeah, sure. I don't think there's any way yeah. Yeti's starting by the way because no. if you think about it, Yeti was scoring goals and he couldn't get a start. You know, due to fitness, the fact that he's not played in four or five weeks, uh, I, I think the, the kind of shape that he is and, and the player that he is, I think there's there's no way that he'll start on on, on Saturday. George, thanks very much for phoning the Go Radio Football Show. Thanks, guys. Thank Cheers, you. George. Yeah, weekend. Next up, we're yeah. going to Hindland, a Rangers fan now. Thomas is on the line. Thomas, good evening. Hi, guys. How's it going? Ah, good. Hey. How are you, Thomas? All right, mate. Good. Uh, I just want to say first of all, I'm a massive fan of the podcast and writing the coupon side. Oh, thanks very much, mate. You're a gentleman. <laughs> um, um, I just had a quick question. Like you're speaking earlier about the importance of fans, and for you, a Celtic fan, like what's been your favourite moment or best memory from any old fan that you've watched? Well, do you know what? I was a ball boy when Henrik Larson chipped close. Oh, yeah, yeah. And oh, that just, yeah. your love for football after that, it's yeah. a, you think that's the way football's going to be and then you end up playing with Swindon, Portsmouth and Dundee and the Dreams know what it seems it, seems it is. I've never seen many goals like that in my career oh. after that, do you know what I mean? But Henrik Larson, I think he nutmegged Conterman, didn't he? Yeah, and then he chipped the ball over close and we were all going off. Are you on the highlights then? Are you there I think I am. I'm not too yeah. sure. Eh? I wouldn't like to say it because I was a spotty wee guy and I was really ugly, so if I was on the <laughs> telly, I'll be delighted. It's much changed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come oh. on. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. I like that. Uh, no, but that would be the one memory. Um, but then again, also remember like taking a doing at Celtic Park in, in Ibrox. For, I was actually the 18th and 19th man. I think it was the day Rangers beat us 1 0. In fact, I think Big Dazzle Day had a nightmare. I think he sold the goal. Um, <laughs> but uh, again, it's not really the, the on the pitch you remember, it's the atmosphere of the games. You know, you sit and tell your kids about the, the atmosphere of the Celtic and Rangers games that you've experienced, and, and that's going to be the miss tomorrow. I should just say that you were having a go at Darren D right at the top of the show. He, he did score an old firm goal, you he know. Did, yeah. Is it not a final? League Cup final. Oh, what is dearie, mate? He, he only yeah. spoke about it for about 25 <laughs> minutes the other night. <laughs> Thomas, what's your favourite old firm memory? Um, I was just thinking about it earlier. It's probably it's a bit bittersweet, but it's like the two all draw at Hampden in the semi final, just like beating Celtic on penalties was just like really sweet. Yeah, was um, that Wes Fodderham said it, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, no, nah, that's probably my best. And I had another question. See you Alfredo Morelos. Like, see your time was Swindon and Portsmouth. Did you ever come across players like him that would try so hard but then sometimes it would like work against them in the actual big games? Yeah, and it was usually strikers. You know, I think you'll find that goals, strikers live on goals. It's what they pride themselves on, in the big games especially. And I think that they can try too hard. You know, we had uh, Charlie Austin at Swindon who was a great player. But I remember he went through a barren spell and all he would do was snatch at shots and try it. Try too hard, definitely. Uh, listen, the thing is, Morelos, he's got it. You know, if he wasn't a good player, then you'd be worried. But he, you know, for and again, he's a similar to Ryan Christie, as I said earlier in the show, and Lee Griffiths. Even though when he's not playing well, Morelos, and maybe not scoring goals, he will be a nuisance for 90 minutes tomorrow. And as I say, yeah. when you've got guys in your team, they're the guys that you want. Okay, they might not be on their game, but they are going to be up for the game and they'll be on it. Whether he's going to score or not, I don't know. But he'll give Celtics back for a headache for 90 minutes, and, and that's all you can ask for him. Yeah, see with yeah. Griffiths, like you put him like for me, I'd put him in straight away because like if I was Rangers back for like you just don't want to play against him, like he's just going to be a nuisance for ninety minutes, as you say, like Morelos. Yep. Yeah. Si, I think. Yeah. What do you feel? You no, play no, Griffiths all day I, long. I think, I think, I think Griffiths is a similar player to, uh, to Morelos. You know, if you ask any defender on Celtic who do you know what to play against, it'll be Morelos. You ask a Rangers centre back. Griffiths will be the same because they're a nuisance. Yeah. And, and as I say, they're big game players. They love these big occasions, don't they? Mm. They're desperate to be the main man They thrive on it And um, that's why I hope both of them start Because they give the game so much 
So you're saying that uh, he would be in your starting eleven. Griffiths would you be. You don't me. think he's going to be Neil Lennon's? No, I don't right. think he will. Okay, yeah. Um, Thomas, do you, do you yeah. think uh, Rangers will be uh, along familiar lines? I mean, we've been speculating uh, about the midfield three and the possibility of. Glenn Kamara being included whereas recently obviously it's been Jack and Davis and Arfield what do you think? Yeah I think uh, just because it's at Celtic Park away even with no fans playing Kamara is probably the safe option just pushing off on that one um, but I would like to see Jones start I think like direct that you know like if Celtic are going to play like a back three against Greg Taylor like I think that would be a good battle whereas maybe Arfield might not be as direct as him um, so, I mean, I'd like to see Jones start, but I think Gerald will be a bit more conservative and play Kamara and Arfield one more forward. Do you think the defensive side will come in and his decision to play their Arfield or Hadji in that right, mid, right, right midfield spot? You know, the fact that yeah. ta- Taylor, for me, be- is better at bombing on for left back than he is for left wing back. You know, well, the fact that Arfield could probably go with, with Taylor for that full 90 minutes, you know, you wouldn't expect Hadji to be able to, to track Taylor's runs for 90 minutes, would you? Yeah, I think Hadji is probably a luxury player. Yeah. Like, I mean, seeing it at Celtic Park, like even without fans, like Hadji isn't going to work really hard. Like, he doesn't have the pace to burn either. So, I think that he'll be on the bench, and it'll definitely be Arsenal starting. I think okay. the more the more we talk about this game, the more questions we come it's up crazy, with, the more the more doubts and the more tweaks to possible team selections. It's uh, great stuff. So, your scoreline and scorer. Um, Scorers. I think I'll be optimistic <laughs> yeah. and say. 2-0 Rangers uh, Morelos double oh, wow. Oh, yeah. wow yeah, well, I, suppose, I suppose when he eventually does score he probably Rangers. will go on a run at that point <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly listen thanks very much for calling in Thomas that was good to hear about old firm memories and uh, enjoy the match safely tomorrow Cheers, guys. Keep up the good work. Cheers, Thanks. mate. Thanks. Thanks, Thomas. They're calling. And Ali, so as well as the game tomorrow, Celtic against Rangers, a full card, three o'clock kickoffs. Yes, plenty happening tomorrow. Uh, Dundee United are at home to Aberdeen. Hamilton Ackies have St Johnston. Livingston have got Kilmarnock. Ross County are taking on Hibernian at the Global Energy Stadium. And St Mirren have got Motherwell heading their way. You'll be at that match tomorrow? I will be, yes, with Mark Yardley and David Van Zanten. Wow. Oh, wow. Mark Yardley. Now there's a name. From he the is past as well. He's a lonely legend, Mark Yadlin. I could say a lot of things, but I'm not going on there. <laughs> <laughs> right, you can give me some questions for him for tomorrow. Okay. And also tonight, the championship underway. Who would have thought we'd be in the middle of October before Hearts would play? Hearts Dundee playing this evening. And what a game to kick off, isn't it? As yeah. I've said, I've seen both of them uh, in pre season. Dundee looked really good. The calibre of twice. player that Dundee yeah. have got, honestly, really good. And I, I agree, Derek Ferguson's on the show during the week. I don't think it'll be as much as I can't or as people think my hearts. Mm. You know, I think Dundee have got right good players. Again, Charlie Adams is a massive signing in the Championship in Scotland. For me, Charlie Adams can go and play for a, a Hibs Still, or an Aberdeen. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. He's class, isn't he? Oh, he's he's flexible. Yeah. Even just, you know, he's one a player in Scotland that wants the ball all the time with Charlie. Yeah, I, don't, I, I don't think you get that in Scotland. You know, Charlie's one of the guys that wants to dominate a game and he's very good at it. Honestly, he's one of them that you didn't know how good he is until you play against him. You're trying to get close to him, he flicks the ball in the corner, you'll go and get it again. And plus, on on the pitch, you know, he doesn't stop talking for 90 minutes. Most of it is nonsense, but he doesn't stop talking for 90 minutes. <laughs> um, so I think he'll be a massive player for Dundee this year. What but, career he's had, Rob, with, uh, you know, Liverpool. Mm. Rangers, Liverpool, Stoke yeah, City. Absolutely. What a player. Playing at a great level I mean it's going to be great to to watch him if he can hit anything like the heights of, of where he's been uh, standard wise in recent times Charlie Adam um, I mean he, he's going to be great to watch but when you look through that that heart squad mm. and when you read through that heart squad that is a premiership squad yeah. uh, in the championship I, I just think they're going to take a hell of a lot of stopping yeah I think I think Dundee's problems been over the past couple of years as well is 
in between the two boxes they're fine it's, uh, and again it's what Hearts have got over Dundee is when you look at the strikers in the centre half you know you think of Halkett and, and Berra and then Naismith and, and Boyce up front you're guaranteed that Boyce and Naismith are going to get you 20 goals each in the championship Craig Whiten yeah. Craig Whiten as well what a player when I was at Dundee Dundee didn't have this type of players up top and that's probably where Hearts will I'll, I'll take advantage if they had uh, a Shanklin like their yeah. neighbours the, you know at Tannadice that would make such a difference ok coming up next it's going to be the former Celtic star in fact he's been on the move today Charlie Mulgrew is joining us next The Bull Radio Football Show Let's go heading towards the big weekend Celtic against Rangers 12.30 tomorrow Sai you'll catch the first half before you head to because it's great to see the championship League 1 and League 2 underway as well yeah, we'll get the first half uh, in the house and then we'll head to Airdrie. Hopefully they've got a telly up in the dressing room. Uh, how are you feeling on. about that for it's you quite for a split tomorrow? Peterhead dressing room as well. Ah, yeah, uh-huh. get Rangers and Celtic. Rangers and Celtic boys, so yeah. uh, we could end up rolling a bit with each other in the changing room before the game. But, uh, <laughs> no change there. <laughs> <laughs> Might make your game better. Yeah. But looking forward to it. Big, big weekend in, in Scottish football. Uh-huh. Missed it. We've missed the Celtic and Rangers games, haven't we? Absolutely, we need them back. yeah. Well, somebody who knows all about it more than any of us. is. had a, a few ma- shockers in them, by the way. <laughs> no, it's Charlie Mulgrew we're going to. <laughs> Charlie, thanks for joining us. Good evening. How are you doing? All right. Ah, uh, good, Charlie. Yeah. How are you today? You've joined on loan. You've gone to Fleetwood Town. Aye, aye. It's been going on for a few weeks, so I'm glad to get it over the line today. Much you on a week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go on. Let's <laughs> not go no further. Charlie, that who's could only. The, yeah. Who's in the studio there? So we've got Rob McLean, Ali Defoy, me, Paul Cooney, and uh, what's that over there? Simon Ferry. Right, so yeah. <laughs> he's letting that line up down. Beat it, you. Aye, how was London with the missus? Good? Aye, brilliant, aye. Weatherspoon, did you take her? Yeah. <laughs> was it Weatherspoon you took her, she said? Weatherspoon's in Burger King, you know me. Isn't it? <laughs> the, the Ivy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he does it proper, the big man. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh, he does it proper. Is it the Ivy uh-huh. and all that sort of stuff? Yeah. Aye, yeah. Can. Yeah. <laughs> Cipriani C and everything yeah, well, the, Why did you go to Fleetwood Charlie? You, you're impressed with Joey Barton aren't you? What? You're impressed with Joey Barton? Ah, he's, I spoke to him when I first spoke to him I just straight away just was impressed by how he spoke and, and his ideas in football were quite similar to he, he, he things I'm, I'm kind of similar in he kind of the way he speaks about the game and, and all that kind of stuff so and it's handy it's just 20 minutes down the road for me so I don't need to move and Everything just came together, so it's good. It's, it's, uh, it's delighted to get it done. There was times in the window where I thought it's not going to get done, but thankfully it's been done today. But please tell me that the way he speaks of football, it's no breaking lines and transitions and low blocks, is it? No, that's you. That's you're the only one I know that's like <laughs> match day minus two. You said to me yesterday. What is that? The recovery sessions? Uh, uh, that's before the game. <laughs> what about coaching, Charlie? You going to get into that? I that was a big party as well. The the I spoke to the chairman before I went, and he and he he's gave he's gave a load of Scottish people chances at coaching and stuff. So he was kind of saying that that there could be opportunities for for that in the future. So um, that was a big party as well. That's something I want to go into after I, after I finish. But I still think I got a few years left in me. So Charlie, what are you thinking about the match tomorrow? You hear all the chat. One point in it. Rangers have started the season really, really well. Celtic also in an unbeaten run, but the word is and the feeling they've not quite hit their best for them. What do you think for tomorrow? I think that everybody's jumped on the Rangers bandwagon and giving them a lot of credit for. for I mean, what the level on points with Celtic at the moment? 
Is it one point? But one, Celtic one game in, yeah, Celtic game in hand. Rangers one ahead. Game in yeah. hand. So yeah. it's, it's mad how it gets made out. Sometimes in the press, the Rangers are being unbelievable, and Celtic aren't they? But Celtic go two points clear if they win their game. So and they've got a game in I hand as well. I, I I think it's um, and they've got a game in hand exactly. I think uh, I think it's better get an old firm game when you're underdogs. We done it in January. The January my first old firm game. Um, January the 2nd we played at Ibrooks and nobody gave us a, a chance we had Paddy McCourt playing in the hole uh, after, just after the striker Samaras I was playing left midfield with a kind of depleted squad by the looks of things with the way there was a few injuries and stuff and then um, it gave us a wee boost and we thought right well nobody fancies us and we played without pressure and we ended up winning 2-0 so I think they could go in Celtic's favour that tomorrow Do you think Celtic are underdogs Charlie? I think people, the way people speak, the way I've spoke to people, they keep saying, oh, Rangers are flying on NOS, Rangers are Celtic, I've got a few COVID tests and a few this, a few injuries and a few that. And I, that's the feeling I get. Maybe that's not the, maybe that is not the case, but that's the feeling I get with the way people speak about it is if Rangers are going are, are, are to win the game. And but but Celt- the case. Celtic won't be feeling like underdogs themselves. Well... They could, they, they could they could use it. They could uh, they could make a season mentality and, and kind of say, look, we're up against it with injuries and stuff. People are speaking about Rangers and how good Rangers are doing, but look at the table. The table doesn't lie. Do you know what I mean? Wait, I'm not letting you get away from this. Talk me through your performance left mid that day. What, what, what were you giving us? Stepovers? I was just I was there for flick-ons. <laughs> <laughs> was it what the board just diagonal on you? Um, I just kick it. You just you just flick the kickouts on. Um, <laughs> Hi, it was it was a mad day. It was, we ended up winning the game, and and uh, I, I don't know if I was doing much. I just passed it, kept it simple. I wasn't um, I wasn't doing Maradona turns and by fullbacks, but I was uh, I was a, a, a hard working. I was a a James Milner type. Man. James Milner type. Hi, <laughs> hi, a <slimy> type. <laughs> uh, what about favourite memory, Charlie? Say like in Rangers games. What one? It's going to be the one I scored. Then it was the last, the last um, old fun game won it before the before uh, Rangers get get put in the division. So, um, aye, that's going to be. I mean, I, I grew up, I grew up in Glasgow, supporting Celtic, obviously, and um, dreaming, dreaming. I scored an old fun game and, and and picturing it playing in the streets and um, for it to actually happen was words can't describe the feeling. I mean, it was. Um, I think you can see it in my celebration. I don't, I don't know. That's probably the biggest regret of the day, man. I never. <laughs> I don't even know what I was doing, man. I was running about like a headless chicken, and uh, just something. I just uh, something. My dream came true for me. So that's that's the one that sticks out for me. And we ended up winning three 0 So great day. What about in terms? Sorry, Paul. You want to you want to say? No, no. We just watching it just now. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? He's well, not we'll showing the radio, but uh, I'll show you in a second. You ask him another one. Yeah. See, just on the Celtic team tomorrow, Charlie. I know you're in your your coaching and tactics. You, you obviously play centre back. How different is it for you going to certainly go for a back three and a back four? How much will that affect them? Is that what is that what they're talking about, Dane? Well, I, I don't know if Julian's going to be fit, mate, which only leaves Ayer and Duffy fit as the two centre backs. Oh, does it? Aye. Well, it it changes a bit, but it gives you an extra player in the forward area, so it might it might end up being a good thing. Um, I think I think formations are um, formations can be. Um, Overemphasised. If if the principles are right in Celtic, play the game, um, play the game properly and have their principles in place, then the formation doesn't really matter. It just maybe gives you an extra player in the forward area, which could help. I've just seen your goal there. 
Your regret was a celebration. Yeah. If I was you, my regret would be that I never had that beard and that hair because you look terrible with short hair and no beard. <laughs> I know, I'll look a bit 12, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, Charlie, what did the old firm game do to you? What, what, what were you like pre-match and, and the days building up to it as well? But the days building up to it were, were all right. They were quite chill because we it was more excitement. It's when the, you woke up in the morning of the game. It was... Um, it was real nerves. I I get real nerves before them. It was like um, your first day at school type feeling. You're just a nervous wreck. And um, but but you just got on me. I mean that that first game. I'm saying when I played, and I, I hadn't played a game. I I had been um, on the bench the game before a few games. Actually, I hadn't started for weeks. And um, we played Motherwell Celtic Park the week building up to it. And I went to see the manager, and I said, "Listen, I think I could have brought something to that game. I just want to let you know that I'm not, I'm not happy to just sit here and no play. I want to contribute." And then on the Sunday, the Sunday of the game, I think it was a Sunday. Um, he named the team in the changing room. Never had a clue of the team, and he named the team, and I was in it. I did not expect it. So, um, I a lot of nerves. But then when the game starts, you're in it. It's, it's, uh, you're just concentrating on on the task in hand, really. Is he different in the dressing room on an old firm game, Charlie Neil Lennon? Is he different from from a uh, from a normal game? No, no, not really. No, I mean, um, he's just the same, really. He's just obviously for every game at Celtic, there's a lot of pressure and a lot of kind of nerves in that. So uh, you you kind of sense that, but he's good at he's good at um, he's good at getting you up for it and and. Uh, and, and oh, to be fair, actually, now that you're saying that, I remember we went to Ibrox one time, mm-hmm. and he was you're already up for it anyway. You don't need him to get you up for it because you're you're up, especially like you know what I mean. You're, you know what's coming, but then he was getting us riled up because he was up for it. And I remember, um, <laughs> I remember the ball in the line the first first five minutes, and I could have won the ball, and I paused a bit so I could try and smash Lafferty and the ball, <laughs> <laughs> and he just got his toe on it. And I get booked in the first five minutes, and I thought, "What the? F- what are you doing?" <laughs> I was like, "Just, um, just, uh, just get the ball." So I, yeah, I remember him getting riled up that one game. But usually, it was just normally, it was um, it was uh, it got you up for games. He was good for that. So Charlie McGrew, in the first hour, we heard from Craig Moore, and he said 2 0 Rangers." What do you think? I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say one 0 Celtic. And who's going to score? I mean, it's difficult to know, isn't it? Who would have thought, you know, a month or two ago... Duffy's we'd be, going to score. Yeah. Duffy's going to score. Right. Aye. Aye. Well, yeah. Charlie, as somebody who's... I've just seen yeah. a ham in front of me there. I've seen it. It's ham. <laughs> <laughs> so t- t- take us through it. What is it? Is it a corner kick? Is it a set it's piece? A corner. Yeah. He's coming in yeah. right in the middle, just towered above everybody. Yeah. Can't believe he scored in his first old fun game. Everybody's on his back. Place is buzzing. <laughs> There's nobody there. How's it buzzing? <laughs> Just all the staff and that. <laughs> <laughs> Char- Char- Charlie's had a vision. <laughs> He's all the cardboard cuts. <laughs> Charlie, as, as somebody who's as somebody who's sampled that high octane Celtic Park Old Firm atmosphere, sixty thousand people going bananas. Can yep. you imagine what it's going to be like tomorrow? No, I, could, I honestly couldn't. I, get, I mean. Football strange anyway, and and the way things are, we know fans. But that game in particular is kind of all about the fans in it. I mean, even when you come out to warm up, it's like the hairs in the back of your neck come out to warm up because the place is 
there's already 25, 30,000 in the stadium and it's like booing and cheering and it's mad. Um, so I don't, I don't, I can't imagine what that'll be like. It'll be like a kind of training match, but old firm, it'll be, it'll be weird. What will it do to the game? What will it do to the style of the game? It might make players a lot more relaxed. It might mm. be like, uh, it might be better quality. It might be like, um, Rather than that frantic, it might be a, a lot, a, a bit more, a bit more quality to it. So it might it'll be interesting to see. Did it make a difference to you, Charlie? Whether it was at Celtic Park or Ibrox? Aye, definitely, definitely Ibrox. Um, definitely Ibrox. You, you felt like the first, the first ten minutes, fifteen minutes, of Ibrox just felt like Rangers were started, like came out the box quick. I don't know if Rangers feel that about Celtic at Celtic Park, but. It just felt like they always started quick, but um, it was always good to get a win at Ibrox because uh, silenced them and the, the away crowd was always class because they fall behind the 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 goal. So uh, it was um, uh, definitely different. By the way, definitely. can I just say something? We're watching Sky Sports I, News, Charlie. Turn it on. I finally see, you're trying to look like Andy Walker, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Andy's got the beard there. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe you, Charlie. I'd watch Andy Walker all day, lad. <laughs> He's trying to be Charlie McGrew. <laughs> yeah. Si was just yeah, saying how handsome you were earlier. Don't take any no, notice. Never. <laughs> you were. What, you, are you saying Andy Walker, isn't he, like? <laughs> exactly. Oh, steady. Yeah, yeah. So, Charlie, see tomorrow. If, if it's a Celtic, if your prediction comes true, will you be contacting your new manager? A bit of banter? Oh, with, yes. Uh, Great Joey question, Bar- Yeah, with Joey Barton. How was that? Are you going to have a bit of banter with your new manager tomorrow, Joey Barton? Um, mm. I don't know. We've not, we've not got that far yet. I don't, I don't <laughs> know. Sure. Is the contract I'm definitely signed? My feet aren't under the carpet yet. I can't be flying banter at the manager. <laughs> Can you imagine, Sight, on Monday, if Celtic do win, do you think he will throw some banter at the new manager, especially well, Joey Barton? Yeah, I, I interviewed Ross Wallace when he was at Fleetwood and he said that they would regularly get a, get a laugh over Celtic and Rangers. I think they'd play something like the best. Joey Barton would do stuff like that in the dressing room. So I think he's still a massive Rangers fan. But Charlie's giving it the big one on the radio, but he'll never send it to Joey Barton. No. Charlie, where are you going to watch it tomorrow? Uh, I don't know what, what, how much I'll see it because we've got. Um, I'm in the squad tomorrow, so all the weekends I've had as well to sit and watch it. I've not got this weekend. I'll, I'll be. Um, I might see the. I might see the first half maybe at the training ground when we're getting pre-match meal. Can you not have just started on Monday? <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Charlie McGrew, thanks very much for joining us on the Go Radio Football Show. That, that was Thank magic. Thanks Bye, man. So Cheers, Charlie. Great stuff. Cheers. See you later. Thanks See you, Charlie. Bye bye. See you later. The Go Radio Football Show. It's building up to the big kickoff tomorrow, 12.30, Celtic against Rangers, and the match is definitely going ahead. We didn't think there was any issue, but Ali, uh, that is confirmed by the First Minister. Yes. Yep, that's just coming in. Yep. Yeah, she's saying she hasn't actually got any opportunity to say anything otherwise. She expects the fans to behave and to do as uh, suggested and follow the government guidelines, but there will be no postponement or... Pre- proposed postponement from Nicola Sturgeon yep the match is going ahead could it be any other way just you know take it easy tomorrow stay in small groups stay at home and watch it and don't be heading south of the border or abroad yeah indeed (laughs) or to Lanzarote exactly (laughs) size on Skywatch at the moment as it builds up who's on now who's at Boydie uh huh yeah 
Big boy, he was he's similar to Morelos, wasn't he? Big boy, yeah. you know, great goal scorer, but struggled to score in the games. Uh, Rangers yeah. fans will be hoping that Morelos doesn't continue that form when he breaks his duck tomorrow. But um, big man's a great goal scorer, but seemed to struggle in the games. Yep, so Sai is going to give us his lineup. So too is Rob ahead of the matches tomorrow, and we'll preview the other games. Don't forget tonight, Hearts against Dundee as the Championship gets underway. So looking forward to the game. Let's hear first of all then from Neil Lennon. Um, it's good. Quite. It'll be interesting, you know, without the. Uh, the support without the the energy. It'll be very interesting to see the intensity and the tempo of the game. I think um you know both teams are capable of producing really good football. I think we are at home and um you know it's important we you know consolidate our home form. Um and you know I think it'll be physical. You know, I think it'll be fast, just like any other derby. But I think it's sprinkled with a lot of quality players. We're in brilliant form. You know, we've won our last eight games. Uh, we're scoring a lot of goals so very much looking forward to the game Cy Ferry says it's going to be physical yeah I, I mean Charlie was saying that he thought it would be a lot more quality I disagree I mm. think it'll be first 10 minutes maybe but I think once they get in it and they get the feel of the game I think it'll be hectic I think it'll be 100 mile an hour you know it's a wee bit of a throwback to, to Celtic and Rangers games for the past whereas you know, there's genuine hatred amongst quite a lot of the players. You know, if you think of Scott Brown and Morelos have had a have history, history in the past, Kent and Brown have had history in the past. Celebrations after games last year, pressure of stopping ten in a row. I can only see it going one way, and that is 100 miles an hour. It wouldn't surprise me if they're still ascending off in the game. Mm. I think they're that type of games, the type of players that are on show. So it should make for a great spectacle as always. Neil, Neil Lennon says Celtic are in brilliant form. I don't think they're in brilliant form. I think they're playing well within themselves. I think the great thing from a Celtic point of view is that there is so much more to come from them and they still potentially are the Premiership leaders were they to win that game in hand. I agree with Rob. And you know, you can say, yeah, you've won the games, but if you go and play the way you've been playing against this Rangers team, there's a good chance you'll get beat. So there's no doubt about it. Celtic need to up their game. Mm-hmm. And as I say, I think Neil Lennon will work on a game plan that will combat Rangers. So makes it for an, a, a very interesting watch But I agree I think Celtic need to be at the top of their game to win tomorrow Do you think Rangers are playing as well as they can? People like Kent have been fantastic um, And Celtic So can Rangers still play? Can they go I up they another can. gear? I think yeah. Rangers can Because you know at the start of the season I thought they were very much relying on Ryan Kent mm. I thought he was the one man that would make something happen I think he's been quiet the last three or four games And Rangers have still played really well So if they can continue to play well And Kent can then hit top form again If Morelos can hit top form again Then of course Rangers have got another gear in them Rob McLean's with us Scotland top commentator what are the teams you'll be reading out tomorrow do you think then Rob from your point of view what do you think and I know Rangers probably easier to choose yeah, yeah. Th- th- Celtic lots of questions to be answered um, in the next well 12-15 hours really um, but for me Barkas and goals um, I'm counting out Julian because Sai's telling me um, that he doubts he's going to play in this game because he's not ready so it has to be back four because there are only two fit centre-backs so from Pong Duffy Iyer and Taylor Brown and McGregor in the midfield um, in front of them a, th- a three of Christie Turnbull El Yunusi and I'm going with Odson Edward up front I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that uh, he's worth the gamble and he will be on that uh, team sheet for do you want to go with your Celtic team? What about yeah. Christie though? Because at the moment, yeah, I know, I know, he, he may I'm, not I'm, play. Well, yeah, but I mean, if Kieran Tierney's going to be playing for Arsenal against Man City uh, at the weekend, which seems to be the case, then I just can't see any way that that Celtic can be stopped from from playing Ryan Christie in this game. It's going to be interesting, isn't it? In yeah. The build up to the game, I think if there's one player that's going to play with all this in mind that, that I've had, it is going to be Christie. I think he's 
supremely fit you know I think he's one that can deal with having this even, I know he's not had it being proven but any symptoms that he's had I think Ryan Christie could play with it I don't think he's had any symptoms no, no symptoms yeah. so think I think so. it's a no brainer as well Rob I, I think Christie plays if he can play I don't think he's the one that needs to train in, in the weeks building up I don't think he needs that I think he's a naturally fit guy whereas for me it, it likes it Edward and El Ahmed would have to train before playing but I agree I think Christie could play mine would be Frimpong at right back Ayer Duffy and Taylor as a back four uh, Christie for me as well with Brown and McGregor sorry Brown and McGregor sitting with a three ahead of Christie Turnbull and El Yunusi and Clamalla up front I think Clamalla will play up front instead yeah, of Edward yeah. Yeah. Edward coming on later he flew into Glasgow today people thought he'd be back he is back in town uh, Edward flew Edward, in today so yeah. that, that means he's not trained today no well, it yeah. depends when, mind you. No, so it's so a short it, flight. Uh, yeah, it's Morales a short flight. came in yesterday. Yeah. yeah. So he was speaking and to Edward. So oh, sorry. And, and Edward. So he is here today. I know he's here. Yeah. yeah. So uh, for it's me, if, if Edward's yeah. flown in today, yeah. that means it, for me he's not trained. No. Which I kind of see him starting a game if he's not trained. The day before is when you go over everything, set pieces, for and against, how you're going to play, phases of play. Anyway, if he's not joined in in that, I just but I just kind of see him Edward, playing. who a few weeks ago were saying thirty million wouldn't sell him. I get that, Paul. And if he had, if he'd been flying for the last four or five weeks, then yeah, put him in. But he hasn't been so. But he's still a name that strikes fear when he's on the team sheet. Yeah, and I would play him. Uh, this is not me. I, I'm saying if, uh, I would play Griffiths and Edward, but I'm just thinking of Celtic and the management, the staff. I, I just kind of see Edward playing. Right, I think we were only uh, one name away then. I, I, I was reckoning Edward, and you were reckoning Clamalla up front, and I think otherwise we were picking the same Celtic team there. Uh, as for Rangers, I, I think they'll go with continuity because I think continuity for them at the moment means a lot of good wins, a lot of good performances. Uh, they're top of the Premiership. They're feeling good about themselves. McGregor and goals, Tavernier Goldson. I'm going with Belogan and Barisic. Belogan ahead of Helander. Um, I think Steven Gerrard likes him he, he adds a bit of uh, calmness uh, at the back uh, Jack and Davis and Arfield that midfield trio who recently in the absence of Joe Aribo have been doing so well and I'm going with um, the front three that, they, that has been doing so well for them as well Hadji and Kent either side of Morelos well uh, ok I'm going to go exact same except for one yep. Tavernier right back Goldson I agree I think Balogun will play purely on his pace mm-hmm. you know uh, the two full backs as we know like to get high I think he's got better pace than Hellander on the recovery. Uh, Barisic left back, Kamara, Jack and Davis in the middle with Arfield and Kent behind Morelos. I think Arfield will play one up, but I could be wrong, obviously. Mm. <laughs> Who are the key men for you then, Sides? Let's take, can we take two, three from Rangers and the same for Celtic? I'll, I'll always go players on form. So for yep. for Rangers, you think you think Arfield, you know, probably be Scott Brown's job to stop Scott Arfield scoring from midfield, getting into the box. And then Tavernier, you know, it's going to be a massive game for for whoever plays left midfield you know I've put El Yunusi in here but I'm not sure he's got the legs to, to go up and down with Tavernier for for 90 minutes um, so I think a lot of emphasis will be on Greg Taylor stopping Tavernier and play uh, Celtic Scott Brown for me mm. you know if Scott Brown turns up and plays and influences a game the way he can I, I think Celtic could, could win the game and he's, he's a, had a rest for two weeks yeah he should be he should be fighting fit and ready to go and as I say he'll be listening to everything that everyone said about him he's that type and he uses does it he? as fuel yeah. yeah he does yeah. 100% um, and he will be ready for this game Scott Brown I'm expecting a big performance for him David well, Turnbull for me yeah. I think could be a big day for David Turnbull as a Celtic player I think he will love the prospect of starting in this game against Rangers and I think he could have a, a big say uh, in what happens I think Ryan Kent um, has shaded off a little bit in the last few weeks but but shaded off from 
player of the season yeah. contender yeah. Yeah. Um, which is where he was at in the, in the first few weeks of the campaign and he's had a rest now as well he has he has and I think he uh, and I think he he will just love the you know I know intensity is a strange word to use when there are no fans in the ground but there will still be plenty of intensity about the game uh, no danger of that um, and I think he he will be absolutely uh, loving the prospect of keeping Rangers at the top of the Premiership because that will be the plan tomorrow another one for me sorry will be yep. Duffy you know I think a lot of these games are won in, in, at set pieces I think the game that Rangers won last year was am I right in saying it was Katic from a set piece I was marking him Katic got the header for a corner right. yep. and I think as I, Rangers have looked susceptible at the back mm-hmm. in set pieces Ross County I can think Donaldson and um, Morris the captain had two good chances so it'll be big you know I think Duffy is a genuine genuine threat in Rangers box and it'll be interesting to see if if they go with two on Duffy it wouldn't surprise me if there was two men marking Shane Duffy at set pieces because he's scored a few already yeah. you know Ireland and uh, for Celtic yeah it's going to be someday isn't it we're looking forward to it tomorrow let's hear we have from Neil Lennon a moment to go final word from uh, Stephen Gerrard in terms of the game tomorrow it's going to be a tough game um, as you say it was the first time we managed to get a win there in a very long time which basically uh, lets everyone know how difficult the task is and has been uh, for many years going to Celtic Park they're a good team they're a strong team successful team but we went there last year with a game plan uh, and we performed extremely well and the players went there with confidence belief and got the job done and you know we're hoping uh, the players can go and produce a similar type of performance and my how he enjoyed that uh, victory at New Year Rob yeah sure did and uh, was alarmed at what happened uh, in the aftermath of it but all that can be of course consigned to history it's such a massive season for Stephen Gerrard he won't want to be leaving Rangers without uh, landing uh, a trophy and without landing the biggest trophy he will want to, to stop Celtic this season that is the plan he's improved the squad you can see that the quality of the performance and he's got a great cap I think James Tavernier, uh, size mentioned him already as a key player uh, tomorrow. I think he has really grown into that role. He's had some setbacks along the way. I think he's used them uh, to to make himself a stronger character, a better leader, a better player. He's improved his defending. It's still not the best part of his game. But sometimes when you're driving forward for, for most of the match, it doesn't really matter too much. His delivery at second to none. He's also getting into the box a lot more, scores from free kicks and penalty kicks. But he's also been getting in on the end of balls from Barisic on the other side at times adding to what Rangers have in the box I think he's a big player tomorrow yeah when you look at it I mean there's more Rangers players in good places than there are Celtic players mm-hmm. you know I, I said before Lennon was, Lennon was saying that Celtic had been playing really well but I couldn't really pick players out that have been doing that are on top form you look at Rangers you know Tavernier's in top form Arfield Kent has been this season uh, Davis has been this season but all this plus this, the five players missing adds pressure on Rangers and what you need to for, you kind of forget is if Rangers lose tomorrow and Celtic win and they win their game and they go five points five points ahead of Rangers and we know that Rangers and if we go in recent years are no good at, at chasing Celtic so it's a big game for both teams obviously Celtic no playing well the last thing they need is a defeat because then when you're no playing well and you're no winning then, then panic panic sorry panic bell yeah. start to what is it rings that right it rings, yeah. so it, it's a fascinating game that that comes in as well so it'll make for a, a great watch on the Go Radio football show the other night Barry Ferguson was telling us what it's like behind the scenes at the Rangers dressing rooms you were in the Celtic dressing room you didn't actually play in it but so what's it like give us an insight to what's happening there just before an old firm game okay, it's, that, that team that I had with Lennon and uh, uh, Sutton and, and Thompson and yeah. 
but they, they were top pros eh? like, I never really phased them you could never ever look at one of them and think oh they're nervous and as I said Lenny was part of that he was probably the main man in that team and I always remember Lenny being very vocal as a player before Celtic was and Rangers yeah. game yeah he was very vocal he was one. He was the one in training you know if you got a chance to train with the first team that week because we would usually act as Rangers as young boys you know we'd go up and be the opposition and it was always Lenny that was you could hear him you know that, that full week he was on people about standards and and how it needed to be leading up to the game. So there's no better guy to be in the dugout for Celtic. But then again, Stephen Gerrard will be the exact same as a player with Liverpool. Who, so. were, who were you uh, from the Rangers team then? Were you Gaza? <laughs> <laughs> no, who was the worst player in the team? Oh, um, so, well, yeah. No, I can't think. But again, two again two two players that are winners. Yeah, yeah uh, managers. Yeah. Sorry, that are winners, desperate to win, and, and it just transpires into their teams before yeah. we go Rob uh, any surprises tomorrow Dundee United Aberdeen that's a, it could be a tough one for Mickey Mellon yeah, yeah. I think so Yeah, um, struggling against the Go Radio uh, football show duo <laughs> yeah. in the course of the League Cup and uh, well he's talking about Aberdeen being a benchmark for, for Dundee United and I think he's right the Dons are in good form and I think they are the favourites at the moment for third place Aki St Johnson Livingston against Kilmarnock Ross County Hibs and Ali you'll be looking forward to St Mirren against Motherwell yes very much so it's going to be an exciting match hopefully um, might be a draw I think if I'm honest. of course with a couple of players uh, three yesterday any update today? Yeah no update as yet but there's currently two players with Covid um, one who has to isolate as well but uh, hopefully they'll all be safe and well and, and they'll return shortly Mark Yardley might have to play <laughs> yeah, I've got Vansy bringing his boots. <laughs> so, uh, any surprises there for you? Livy Kilmarnock, who do you fancy? Livy Kilmarnock, I yeah. fancy Livingston. I think Kilmarnock obviously got a few players out. Livingston are good at home. I think they found their form. I fancy Livingston to beat Kelly. Hey, thanks very much, Sai. So, uh, though, before you go, we need to find out what's your uh, prediction for tomorrow. So, okay. what do you reckon? Celtic um, Rangers at lunchtime. I fairly expect Rangers to, to have more possession of the ball, and I think Neil Lennon will come up with a plan and Celtic could nick it at a set piece 1 0. The experience of Celtic but then again it wouldn't surprise me of Rangers one yeah. as well so Ross so you're covering all yeah. bases basically <laughs> you've done so many over the years yeah. what do you think tomorrow Celtic one Rangers one going to go for the draw well we'll be back doing this again on Monday night by then we'll know uh, we had Charlie McGrew he saw a Shane Duffy goal and in the first hour Craig Moore said it's going to be Rangers by two goals to nil and people feel it could be Morelis listen take care of yourselves we look forward to seeing you on Monday have a great Derby weekend everyone Back, back on Monday, see you at five. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go!